Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Colin McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. 100% just messed that up. I wanted to play a little hump day uh, tag in there, but I just clicked the wrong one. That's just how you my choked under today. pressure. I did choke under pressure. I apologize for that. I go back and check the game film. These dang mics. I gotta, we got to start checking them again. I've come, gotten too... You need to put what number it's what. Yeah. i just gotten too into it to just think, oh, that one's the same one every time. But it gets moved it's every not. morning on EPT. So you got to mix it up. The same on your toes. <laughs> it's not always the same one. All right. Well, welcome in today's edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremation, Robert Fields & Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And you know it could fix your microphone issue? What? Colin just stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that could help, too. It's a fair point. Um, obviously, it's too, not going to happen. Two days away from the start of high school football playoffs in the Mountain State. <laughs> What's going on over there? Messing with him. The beef uh, is back. The beef is back, I guess. So nah. two days away from the start of the first round of the high school football playoffs in the Mountain State. Obviously, big game here in Martinsburg as number 15 Parkersburg South at 5-5 five and five comes in to number 2 Martinsburg. That's 9-1 and one on the season. It'll be a Friday 7.30 kick. It's 6.30 pregame, different from usual as uh, they move the kickoff time back 30 minutes. Um, I'm assuming it's for travel, so they have an extra half hour or, you know, later in the day. Yeah, it could have to do with whenever they get out of school or whatever. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they let you out early, so I don't know if that would matter. But, um, you know, this Park South team, they come in – five and five as you mentioned and have already pretty much been playing playoff football the past two weeks because they had a win to get in both those games and they were able to do that uh upsetting princeton last week and moving into the playoffs so you know this is a team that's coming in here riding a nice little two-game win streak uh have already kind of had that playoff mentality um obviously they're running into a team like martinsburg that's going to come in i think angry heading into this week because they're coming off of a loss they had a bye week so you know they're going to be fresh, angry. It should be, I think, an interesting football game. Um, you know, Martinsburg, though, like I said, you know, will provide a challenge being at home, and what should be a, a pretty loud crowd should be a full, uh, packed stadium. So, I'm looking forward to this game. Yeah, and as uh, Nick just said, they're coming off a loss, and if you remember hearing from uh, Martinsburg head coach Britt Sherman, the main thing that they want to focus on is practicing better making it more physical in practice, being harder, not taking plays off, not going easy against one another. So I'm, I'm looking for a fire underneath uh, the Bulldogs when they come out this Friday, and I think that they should be able to handle Parkersburg South pretty easily, and uh, it's going to be a very physically dominating match on both ends for Martinsburg, hopefully. And uh, what Sherman's been saying, it, it's going to happen, happens. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we were talking earlier before the show, uh, looking at the file that uh, the legend Matt Miller has on Parkersburg South. I believe it was 2019 the last time these two teams played. 
and Martinsburg got the 77 to 20 win. I believe that was in the semifinal. Yes, I, I think it was an 11 and 0 Park South team heading in. So they were, you know, a pretty good team and just got smacked by Martinsburg um, a few years ago. Yeah, they finished the season eleven and two. So they okay, so they, they were one loss. And one. They had one loss, I believe, the second. So week ten, they had a loss to Wheeling Park thirty-five twenty-seven. So that was a close loss, but they were coming in, you know, ten and or eleven and one on the season, and. uh they were, you know, that was a good game, but Martinsburg obviously showed who they were, how powerful they were. Yeah, and obviously a lot's changed since then in terms of the teams, but, you know, knowing that these two schools have met in the playoffs before, have a little bit of a history, uh, obviously adds a little bit to the game, I think. But not a very close game, even though you might have thought heading into that one, it would be at least, you know, within two or three touchdowns, knowing that a team's 11-1, and one, but... Obviously, Martinsburg showed their dominance last time, and we'll see if that happens again on Friday night. Yeah, definitely, and uh, it should be a good one. And uh, this is the end of the first segment. I just realized that we had something else we had to play on the show today. What's that? We caught up with Craig Hunter yesterday. I didn't know if you wanted to play that today or Friday. Actually, we'll save it for tomorrow. All right. I don't think we'll have time Friday. Fair enough. We do have a lot of people coming on the show on Friday. Yeah, uh, we have a lot. Where'd my phone go? I was going to kind of tease the list, but now I don't know where where I put my phone. Oh, there it is. Uh, Pressure's getting to me. <laughs> Again. Um, Can't yeah, find Friday, we'll kick off the show with our very own Matt Miller. He'll be in studio talking about this matchup and then probably some of that Jefferson matchup as well. Um, and, you know, maybe giving his opinion on some other teams around the state uh, quickly. And then uh, we'll be joined by... Uh, Four other people, hopefully. We've confirmed three other people. We're waiting for the fourth other person uh, to bring us to a... No. You going to name drop or no? Not yet? Uh, We'll be joined again by Matt Perry, the play-by-play broadcaster for Spring Valley. Uh, Gracious enough to uh, talk to us tomorrow. It'll be tomorrow. We'll pre-record that interview. He's a teacher there in Wayne County, so he's got to teach on Friday during the times of the show. Um be joined by a guest that's come on before Andrew Rogers, our buddy from high, from high school, <laughs> from Marshall, who uh, is a play by play guy for Huntington, and then uh, we'll be joined by a couple other guys that uh, a lot of Marshall flavor on Friday when yeah. it comes to their alma maters. It is, but uh, they're also call high school football throughout the state. Yeah, it so. is one thing that is nice about. Um, going to Marshall is, you know, at least in the southern part of the state. I mean, a lot of the media members are Marshall alums. Um, so, you know, you, you get to know a lot of those people just being around them and working with them a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. We haven't confirmed all of them yet, but looking like a total of six guests on the show. And I remember that show Friday will be a playoff, AAA playoff preview special beginning at 12, ending at 1.30, replaying at 5, ending at five at 6.30 as the uh, pregame show will begin for that game. And uh, announcement here, some things have changed. That game, Friday night, we will only carry on the radio side, streaming radio side, and on WRNR TV on YouTube. Unfortunately, 
the uh, WVSSAC fee schedule for live television um, is just it's just outrageous. We just we can't swing it right now, especially because we're gonna most likely have a few more games on the air coming the next few weeks. So maybe it depends on how things go. Maybe we do it later on in the playoffs, but uh, for right now, we'll only have it on WRNR TV on YouTube video wise. So just had to make that announcement there. Uh, but with that, that ends this segment of the sports mix brought to you. This segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. And uh, go to HagerstownFord.com when we come back. Talk a little college basketball, maybe. Or No, actually, let's talk continue playoff talk. We'll do a little quick more playoff segment. That's next on the Sports Mix. Ain't got bars nor the charge to call her anyways. My mind's a mile a minute. My thoughts to bark like hounds. I focus on my breathing. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Are you looking for a full-service web design company right here in the Eastern Panhandle? Then look no further than Pro Design LLC, specializing in web design and development, web hosting, and application development. Pro Design is a locally owned company serving local clients since 1997 with a reputation of quality, creativity, and personal touch. Let Pro Design build or redesign your dream website. Find them online at professionaldesign.com or phone 304-676-9940. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix. You want to get a quick that quick that quick break in there before we talk a little bit more high school football on Saturday. The other EPAC team in the playoffs is number six Jefferson at nine and one on the season as well. They will host number eleven Hurricane. Uh, Hurricane obviously opts that game to be a Saturday game. That's about what a five and a half hour drive, five hours. Yeah, five around hour there. Drive. 
Yeah. Then a five-hour drive back if they wanted to do the game on Friday. So, obviously, that makes a lot of sense to me that you would do that Saturday game. Yeah. And I think, too, Hurricane, a pretty good team. I, I, uh, you know, they got a good mobile quarterback in Borrego um, who could provide some problems for Jefferson. Uh, they got off to, I think, an 0-4 start to their season, but they were playing four of the top ten teams in the state. Um, so they were playing some really good competition early on and then kind of turned things around here over this these last few weeks. It might not have been 0-4, but it was something not that great. And uh, they finished the year 6-4, and four, and you know th- they have a pretty good offense. But And if they weren't playing a team that I think is really good in Jefferson – They'd be a team that I'd probably think about as an upset pick this week. They started out one and three. Okay. They started one out one and though with the win against Winfield, but then Winfield's they, not they, good. Is Winfield even Triple A? I think they're Double A. Yeah. Um, then they lost thirty-eight nothing to Huntington in week two, thirty-five to fourteen to GW in week three, forty-four to twenty-five in week four to Cabell Midland. That's a that's a big stretch. Yeah. So. And then only to lose one more game the end of the season that the rest of the season against Spring Valley. And only by two touchdowns and Spring Valley had just beat Martinsburg. Yeah. Uh before we go on, I want to clarify, uh we are we are broadcasting the Martinsburg game on Friday. It's just only going to be broadcast radio, internet stream of radio, and on WRNR TV on YouTube. We will be broadcasting the Martinsburg versus Parkersburg South game on Video-wise, only on WRNR TV on YouTube. We will not be broadcasting it on Channel 10 in on Berkeley Comcast. and Jefferson counties on Comcast because of the media rights fees for that. So I just wanted to clarify that as well um, before we got into more of this talk about uh, Hurricane and Jefferson. Um, but yeah, they came in. They came in. Uh, you know that 21 to seven loss to Spring Valley, but. You know, you, you beat some teams in there like Parkersburg, 42-30, um, able to get out that win against South Charleston. You know, South Charleston, not a great team right now, but for a team like Hurricane that had to battle their way to make the playoffs after those three straight losses to, you know, some of the top teams in the state, especially in AAA in their, you know, in their conference, that just says a lot about how they were able to roll the rest of the season, uh, you know, pretty much until the end of the season where they – lost to a good spring valley team yeah and i like i said i think jefferson is as a sixth seed got a pretty tough draw here um you know especially because they were a top three team in the state for the majority of the season so you know we'll see how how it turns out but i I do think the cougars get this win but it could be pretty close because hurricane is a solid team and they're riding some momentum heading into this postseason yeah definitely and uh the winner of jefferson hurricane We'll play the winner of number three Bridgeport at or number three Bridgeport hosting number fourteen Morgantown. Um, obviously, that is going to be a big game the next week. Uh, likely Bridgeport. You know, Bridgeport is having a great year so far. I would expect so, and then that would be potentially a really good matchup between Jefferson and Bridgeport. Kind of two completely different styles in terms of offenses. Uh, Bridgeport a run first team. Jefferson likes to use Sammy Roberts and his arm, but also have Evan Toole, who's a good running back as well. So a really balanced Jefferson offense. Um, you know, There's a chance Jefferson can make that run to the semifinals 
uh, before running into Martinsburg or whoever ends up coming out. Yeah, I definitely uh, uh, believe so. I think that that bottom half of the bracket is going to be pretty entertaining if you could maybe even get two EPAC teams in in that uh, third round of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, you wish that uh, maybe that those two teams could have uh, met in the state championship, but it'd be cool nonetheless to see them meet at any time. But yeah, Jefferson should be able to handle Hurricane this year. Remember seeing uh, the Redskins last year against Musselman in the playoffs. They were a pretty uh, good team. They struggled a little bit against the run, so it'll be interesting to see if uh, maybe Jefferson tries to replicate that. It is a brand new year, though, so you never know how a hurricane is compared to that team last year but it's going to be a fun one there on that brand new turf at jefferson gets to host a uh, home game and then probably have to play bridgeport who's a really really good program throughout the state of west virginia hence why they moved up to a triple a it's going to be a hard fought battle if those two teams meet and I definitely want to pay a top dollar to go see that match when it's the three versus six Bridgeport versus Jefferson this year. That could be probably the most entertaining uh, game that week. Yeah, definitely. I would uh, unless well. uh, maybe I'll take that back quickly because <laughs> I just thought of uh, Martinsburg Spring Valley might be the same match. So I'll, I'll quickly take back the last comment and put that with a uh, Martinsburg Spring Valley if we have that game again. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know that sorry Jefferson. Jefferson. <laughs> do you remember how many yards Sammy Roberts threw for last game? Uh, it was just over 400. Can't remember exactly the number. But I know it got him to uh, over 2,000 on the year. Yeah, I was about to say 2,000. If you said 411 at least, that would get him to at least 2,000 on the year. So pretty good numbers. I mean, what? how many touchdowns did he have again? Is it five? Touchdown? I'm trying to calculate. Four. Four. That brings him to 26. He didn't throw a pick, I don't think. No, no interception. So 26 touchdowns to five interceptions on the year. Finishes yep. the regular season that way with over 2,000 passing yards. Uh, Do we ever figure out if he's going anywhere to play football? Uh, whenever I talk to him, he said that he's going to do football collegiately. He just hasn't decided where yet he hasn't i think uh look to see if there's any offers or if he was going to do a walk on or whatever but during the interview last week i asked him if he was going to do baseball or uh football and he said football just hasn't decided where so gonna have to stay updated on a uh, slinging sammy roberts on what his future is he's definitely an elite quarterback been fun to uh see him the couple times that we've got to this year and hope that the Cougars can make a deep run in the playoffs because, I mean, they're one of the top teams in the state. This, as Nick said, six a tough spot, especially when at one point they were uh, third in the state and you were hoping that they could possibly get two home playoff games. But they still have a chance if uh, Bridgeport gets upset, but it probably won't happen. So they'll have to be road warriors so, to yeah, I don't, make it to the championship. According to... I'm on Sammy Roberts' Twitter right now. According to Brad Cooper, first state preps, he threw for 408 yards. So he's just short of that 2,000-yard mark passing. Hmm. Um, but I, we need to get the full information. I'll, I'll see if we can get the, the full EPAC all-conference teams. Uh, but it looks like first-team offense includes Sammy Roberts' Evan Tool. So just looking Which at that. Which, I mean, it's great for them because we had 
Roberts over 2,000. I remember that from the broadcast. And uh, Tool over 1,000 rushing yards on the year. So, well-deserving for those two players from Jefferson High. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to try to get my hands on the full EPAC all-conference teams or see if they are published somewhere. Um is I, I would like to see who else made it. We can talk, that's a good you know talking point on the show. Uh, but you know, shout out to Sammy Roberts nearly getting the two thousand yards on the season. He definitely has a good career ahead of him. Uh, like to see where this guy goes. I agree. I don't know where he would go. Haven't heard any official offers, but definitely want to keep an eye out on a him evan tool and a couple on october 23rd he had i'm presuming an official visit at shippensburg Hmm. on october 2nd he had an official visit at shepherd so um let's see what else if i can find anything on here he has been offered by alvernia alvernia football i'm not too sure they're in reading reading pennsylvania yeah, have you heard of them? Alvernia. I think it's are they D two D three? I think they're D three. He also had took an official visit to Marshall. I don't know if he that would be a preferred walk on or a scholarship offer, uh, but on September nineteenth, he was there for uh, game two against East Carolina, I believe. Um, I just sent you guys the uh, article, by the way, with the. EPAC uh, names all league teams for football. There we go, so, Colin. Thanks Hudson, for uh, Clement, Nolan, Malib for uh, Jefferson were named offense and defensive players of the year. I had to figure EPAC. that would happen. Britt Sherman named offense or named coach top as the top coach, no doubt about it. Um, there's not a list; it's just naming them off. Okay, Braxton Todd is named first team offense i mean i I feel like that's deserved for if you look at his numbers in the games that he was limited to i mean i think he had over like 400 yards in two or three games i mean he was definitely impressive i don't know what his numbers if you're just going like the most talent yeah yeah but he didn't play enough games for me to be on a team just because i don't know i feel like you got to play like at least most of the season Besides Clement, a wide receiver, the rest of the first-team offense includes Sammy Roberts, running backs Braxton Todd, Nathan Albright, Albright, Evan Toole, wide receiver Spencer Powell, Ryan Adamas, Ray Adamas, excuse me, Jameer Hunter, uh, lineman Joseph Sanez, Levi Faircloth, Jake Zittle, Dennis Pike, E.J. Hendricks, and utility player being Murphy Clement. The first-team defense includes Eli Faircloth, Christian Slack, Aiden Fleming, Carson Lanza, uh, Cam Shallis, Jacob Barrick, Kobe Hazlitt. Malib. Or Malib. Malib. Baden Hartman, Keyshawn Robinson, Murphy Clement, and return man Robinson. Uh, punter Hayden Pack of Spring Mills, kicker D. Clan Hall of Hedgesville. Uh, second team offense Ezra Bajant, uh, running back Keon Mills, Tyler Meisensall, Xavion Kendall, wide receivers Barrick, Isaiah Fritz, uh, Roman Pearson, Lanza, lineman Zach Wharton, Justin Petrie, Petrie uh, Davis Cummings. Jalani Hollis, Rocco Santor, and utility player Hazlitt. Hazlitt. Uh, Joey Slaughter is second team defense. Jahan Rias, 
I think that's how it says. Reese. Reese. Yep. Gavin Jones, Bryce Soddle, linebackers, Colton Childress, uh, Nolan, can you, Chanier, Bryson Fleming, Kai Fagan, uh, defensive backs, Kanye Smith, Sarad Musgrove, Hudson Clement, return man Adamas, punter Riley Bubb, and Brett Terwilliger of Martinsburg. So that is the all-conference teams for the EPAC. Um, you can look at them yourself on the journal. So yeah. Shout out to Colin for getting that to us real fast. And that does it for this segment of the show today. Uh, and when we come back, we'll talk some college basketball. That tipped off last night. Um, this segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Located at or, uh, Cabinets and Designer Bedding, Outdoor Living, family owned and operated, and it's located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. It's gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. I don't believe that anybody feels. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! The excitement of the West Virginia High School football playoffs has returned. Makes a couple of men miss. Coming here to the near side, outside the numbers to the 30-yard line. Good blocking as he cuts back to the 40-yard line. He's to the midfield stripe. Past the punter. Down the near side between the hash marks and the numbers. Running away from a defender to the 10, to the 5, and into the end zone. It's the first round of the postseason as the number 15-ranked Parkersburg South Patriots invade Martinsburg to take on the number 2-ranked Bulldogs. Kickoff is scheduled for 7.30 with pregame coverage beginning at 6.30. Right here on Talk Radio WRNR and WRNR TV on YouTube. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Ten seconds to go. West Virginia by seven. Jalen Moore back out there. Pushes up a 16-footer. Osaboyan blocked it. And Sean McNeil picked it up, and that is it. It's over. It's the season opener for the West Virginia Mountaineers. It's a 60-53 final for WVU. 1-0. 
for the Mountaineers with the Pitt Panthers coming up on Friday. There you go right there. Call courtesy of the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Tony Caridi on the call. West Virginia gets the slim victory over Oakland last night. Uh, you heard that right here on Talk Radio WRNR as for a good portion of almost all the Mountaineer broadcast will be on the airwaves of Talk Radio WRNR. Uh, but that's a 60-53 victory and uh, a lot closer than it you calling as a WVU fan thought it should have been yeah you think that a team like Oakland would be more of a uh, tune-up yes a win's a win but at the same time you'd like West Virginia to be more dominant and they seem just to struggle for the most part I think it wasn't until the second half at least that a three-pointer was a finally made they were trailing for majority of the uh first half in West Virginia that I'm talking about and it just seemed like there were some issues that still need to be uh fixed obviously it's the first game so you'd think that there would be some issues that need fixed but only scoring 60 points against a uh program in Oakland who seemed like they're a pretty talented team a team that typically makes uh the tournament I believe in March but when your program in the Big 12 like West Virginia, you don't want to only be winning by uh, seven points to a program like that, since a lot of people argue, including myself, that the Big 12's the uh, top conference when it comes to men's college hoops. Well, I'd say that for WVU heading into this game, you know, this is a young team. Uh, early, well, not a young team. Not but a young a, team, but not a new a, team. A new team not experienced with the Huggins system. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of new transfers in there. While these guys have experience, they haven't played together a whole lot. So that could have been part of the reason why it was a closer game than expected. The defense did, obviously, its job uh, on that side of the court. You know, only allowing 53 points is pretty good. So while it wasn't the best offensive performance, I feel like that's typically how things like this go when you got a team that's trying to learn how to play together because you're going to see – uh, you know, the adjustments come slower on offense than on defense. Yeah, definitely. So you know, they'll, they'll, they'll pull it together. I think they'll be okay. And Pitt lost to the Citadel. Now, Pitt's got some players, I think, suspended right now and maybe some injuries as well, but they still lost to the Citadel. So uh, Friday, hopefully, is winnable. Yeah, it is definitely winnable. Um, but again, you can't overlook a team like Pitt, who still has talent on its roster, just obviously slipped up in game one and lost to a program that they shouldn't lose to ever. Here's Coach Huggins with uh, Tony Caridi postgame. I'll just play the first question and the first answer. They they do a great job with that zone, and uh, we're not very good yet. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. My pleasure. In a nutshell, huh? Is that it's it? either that or have to listen to questions from the little guy sitting <laughs> beside you, and I'm really probably not, not in a good enough mood uh, to do I'm, that. I have better questions tonight. Hugs, in all seriousness, uh, you're right. I mean, that, that defense, you could tell that it was uh, difficult to get adjusted to. They do play it very well. They made every pass difficult. Uh, walk us through what you saw out there as it developed, and then what was the difference in the second half? I thought we did a better job defensively in the second half. In the second half, we actually scored some off our defense. Um, Gabe made some outstanding plays. We, we 
took a, a bunch of charges, which slowed down their penetration into the lane. Um, but we just we just didn't score the ball. There you go. They just didn't score the ball. I'm happy that the uh, Division One basketball coaches in the state of West Virginia like to answer questions with real thought-out answers. Hey, at least when I, mean, more, I feel out. like Dan, whenever honest. Dan Toady answers, he's at least like energetic about his answer or like right. puts something into honest. his answer. That's what people love about him. Yeah, he's going to give it to you straight, uh, man. But he's a straight shooter when it comes to it. Yeah, I guess you're right. But I mean, yeah. I didn't listen to that beforehand. If I listened to it, I may have not have played it, to be honest. I just saw post-game comments and was like, let's just hear the first question. It's Huggy. Got to listen to the Huggy Bear. Oh, whatever you say, Colin. Uh, yeah, but they'll be back in action Friday night at 8.30 p.m. Uh, we will not have that broadcast due to the Martinsburg game. Uh, but if you want to watch that game, it's on ESPNU. Uh, and then they'll be off until next Thursday. They'll be in Charleston, South Carolina at the Shriners Children's Charleston Classic. That, uh, teams include Elon, Ole Miss, Marquette, St. Bonaventure Temple, Boise State, and Clemson. They'll play Elon for certain, but they'll play on Friday. That's Thursday, 9 p.m. tip. Uh, they'll, next Friday, they'll either play Ole Miss or Marquette, a 7 or 9 p.m. tip. And uh, next Sunday, the game time's to be determined the 21st. They'll play either St. Bonaventure, Temple, Boise State, or Clemson. Uh, those all airing on the networks of ESPN. And then they'll come home and have some uh, easy games. No, no, I don't know necessarily easy games. Eastern Kentucky, uh, Bellarmine, who was in the tournament, was it this year, this last season? I, I remember so. them being in Bellarmine. It was. Uh, and then Radford, December 4th. And then they'll have a Big East Big 12 battle in Morgantown on December 8th. And then a few more, non- a few more non-conference games, uh, December 12th against Kent State. And then they'll travel to UAB, which is what we were kind of talking about the other day, wanting to playing UAB and getting, getting players from Conference USA. Not playing Marshall, though. Won't play Marshall. And then Youngstown State to end the non-conference portion of the schedule December 22nd. And then January 1st, uh, conference play starts. And then they'll take a break from that in the middle of January. At the end of January, play the Big 12 SEC Challenge. So that's a little nugget in their schedule. Um, but obviously, you mentioned Citadel beating Pitt on on their first game of the season last night. So should be an interesting contest Friday night at the WVU Coliseum. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously a heated rivalry between those two schools. Um, it's nice to see that they're getting back on the court. And I think they got back on the field this year, right? Or Soon. Soon, right? Yeah. I think two years away is the yeah. backyard brawl for football. Next year, Penn State comes back. And I believe it's the following year, Pitt comes back. Yeah, so. it should be, uh, should be pretty good in the next couple of years with Pitt and WVU, you know, that heated rivalry. It doesn't feel the same though when when they're not in the Big East anymore. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I w- I went to the last uh, backyard brawl, and it, it was still somewhat hostile, but not what it was. Like there were a lot more friendly than usual. Well, which, Colin, the friendly. Hey, Colin. Backyard. It, it <laughs> was <up>. strange. <laughs> hey, Colin. Yes. I want to correct you. On. What you just said. Pitt 
versus WVU at Heinz Field, September 3rd, 2022. Okay. There we go. And then uh, they only have, then they have played Towson in Morgantown. Uh, and then they'll play at Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, September 24th versus Virginia Tech of 2022. Okay. So, there so did I have it flipped? It's Pitt that's coming back and then Penn State? Uh, no, you're, you are correct. Or it's just both at that, the same Well, year? no. So that next season's the home and home begins okay. with Pitt. So their home, Pitt's home is next season. Well, 2023, I guess I'm going to Pittsburgh. 2023 is WVU's home portion of the home and home okay as they'll well, play I know when you can they'll play right three here. they'll play on talk radio they'll play one on tv they'll play three in 2023 their non-conference schedule will be comprised for football wise of three schools from the state of pennsylvania two schools from pittsburgh they'll play penn state at beaver stadium in University Park, Pennsylvania, at, at at Penn State, and then they'll state play college, Penn State, state yeah. College. It says University Park on here, but yeah, Does I it? forgot State College. Okay, Duquesne, mm-hmm. September 9th in Morgantown. I, I really and then can't Pitt, wait September sixteenth, the twenty twenty three season. <laughs> Why? Till Pennsylvania dominates West Virginia? <laughs> no, I just don't think anybody is looking that far ahead. I was just looking because Colin told me something that was false, and I wanted to correct him. I apologize. All right, let's continue talking about college basketball a little bit. Uh, you know, not there was only one game I believe last night between two ranked opponents, and that was a really good game. As uh, or not, yeah, a really good game as uh, number nine Duke wins seventy nine seventy one over number ten Kentucky at Madison Square Garden in the State Farm Champions Classic in what is Coach K's last season at the helm of the Blue Devils program. Impressive win for him. A lot of people in attendance for that one. Yeah, I didn't get to watch that one just getting up early for uh, morning news, but definitely sounded like one that uh, would have been pretty fun to watch. I was definitely getting my fill of college basketball, though, yesterday because all the uh, colleges that my uh, family cheers for were all playing at the same time. So tried to do a quad view of uh, all four going on. So One game that almost – that was really exciting – and almost was an upset, was uh, Akron almost upset number 17, Ohio State, 67-66 final. Akron battled back to score 38 points in the second half, make it a one-point deficit against uh, the number 17 team in the country. Probably won't be 17 for that much longer. I mean, they probably still back won. They'll probably still be ranked, but yeah, it definitely makes you uh, think that maybe Ohio State isn't as good as what people intended them to be but that's what you see a lot of the time for you see it a lot of the time in college basketball honestly in basketball it's always it seems like the rankings are out too early in the top 25 you have teams that were good last year that slip up i mean what was it navy just yeah i was was about to get that 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 was going to be marshall by the way this year again yeah uh but navy last night upset number 25 virginia at Virginia, 66-58, 42 points in the first half to Virginia's 35, and then only able to score 24 in the second half, but their defense came out strong, only allowing 23 points. So that's pretty big, part that's of early huge college victory basketball for Navy. is when you see huge all these for Navy. Uh, I feel like we always that... do. The first week of the season, like, I was it last year, Kentucky went down against some random school? Yeah. 
You see it with Duke at home. They lost to what was it Winthrop or something? Yeah. It, it was. There's always just these crazy upsets that get scheduled that uh seem like they should be easy wins. Like you'll see on the money line, it's a twenty point favorite, and all of a sudden it's a loss. That's almost like March Madness. That's what brings uh entertainment to it. It's basically that only four mindset no. for the. Uh, yeah teams only two top 25 matchups tonight not against top 25 teams just teams in the top 25 uh number six michigan host buffalo number 20 florida state host penn i give i don't know give you penn florida, say, michigan florida state game. is favored by 19 and a half michigan is uh flavored favored flavored favored by 12 and a half I was about to say Buffalo's Buffalo a good team, yeah. yeah. Buffalo's a pretty uh, common team there to pull off upsets in March, so I wouldn't be surprised if they put up a fight tonight against Michigan. You excited for tomorrow night, Nick? You're going to be able to watch some basketball. Your Maryland Terps. They played last night. Yeah, they played tomorrow night against George Washington. George Washington. We, we don't have lost. a game on Thursday. You'll be able to watch the game. Could watch the game last night if I wanted to. Yeah, but they were going to win big, so I didn't need to. <laughs> Do you think the Terps are going to be good this year? I, mean, I, think, he, I think he's right already now. occupied tomorrow with a different game. Wow. Yeah, the Ravens. I'm not going to oh, yeah. the Terrapins. I forgot the Terrapins <laughs> were playing, or the Ravens were playing. I don't know. You could catch a little bit of that 6.30 tip tomorrow night. All right. Yeah, maybe I'll rev it up with that and then go into the, the Ravens. Lamar's return to South Florida. No, Jim Klein will be doing just that. Maryland should be ending right at the time that uh, the Ravens kick Actually, off. Actually, yeah. <laughs> It'll be the end of the game. Who knows? Uh, but then, so there's only, besides last night's number 10, number 9 matchup, there's only, this between the, the first week, I guess, I'm not looking at Saturday yet, but looking at Friday, there's only, the, the Friday will be the second matchup between teams that are ranked Friday night as at 11.30, Vill- number, number 4 Villanova plays number 2 UCLA. Ooh. At 11.30 p.m. We could watch that. Anybody well, can. We'll be getting to bed, though, because we got to wake up. It's Friday You don't want to watch that. Bill Walton's going to be smoking pot on the air and <laughs> not making any sense. Okay, throwing out accusations like that. And then, it's not an accusation. It's a known fact. All right, well, then 10.30 on Saturday, number five, Texas plays number one, Gonzaga. That should be a good matchup. It sounds like it. I, I mean, mean, who knows, really? Yeah, it's, you never the, know. It's too early in the season to know if any game's going to be good, bad, there's only th- or great. <laughs> there's only three matchups of ranked teams. That's okay. This week. That is okay. Uh, we've reached the Conference final break. Of the- champions. It's going to be Bill Wall. <laughs> we've reached the final break of the day. Segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We come back. We'll uh, talk a little uh, football action as we wrap things up on the Sports Mix next.
with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Conveniently located at 440 Williamsport Pike in Martinsburg, Sunset Car Wash's staff specializes in keeping your car clean. From our famous three-minute cloth wash to our touchless automatic and six self-serve bays, we offer whatever preference you have for your car wash needs. If your vehicle could talk, it would say, take me to Sunset Car Wash. At Sunset Car Wash at 440 Williamsport Pike in Martinsburg. Locally owned and operated. Floodwaters can spread E. coli bacteria. Here's Bill Kearns from the Berkeley County Health Department about what to do if your well is tested positive. If it's just a one-time contamination, you can superchlorinate your well, which we have instructions at the health department they could call and talk to us. You're providing uh, an excessive amount of bleach down the well. Then you do a runoff to get that out of the system to get the bleach through your lines, get any contamination out of there. You do a runoff of so long, and then you can have it tested again. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court in Martinsburg. Call 304-263-5131. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your November 10th segment, sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. So we finish out the Sports Mix today. We'll talk some NFL, a lot of news going around. Uh, first, we'll talk a little Odell Beckham Jr. As uh, Apparently, he is eyeing either the Chiefs, the Packers, or the Saints, according to sources uh, the veteran wants to spend the rest of his of this season with a playoff contender and in a winning environment, sources told Adam Schefter earlier this week. Well, one of those teams right now isn't a playoff contender. The Chiefs. I was about to say. Are the Saints a playoff contender? I was about contender? to say the Saints the are, close Saints right are now. in the playoffs, so at least they're in. I don't think Kansas City's even in right now. I think you're correct. Which, yeah, that's true. I mean, the Saints they, are second they definitely in the are still pretty elite team I on mean, paper maybe, but, but they haven't played like it so yeah that's why Chiefs I said are on paper. third in the west i guess mahomes would throw him the football but that's all he really wants honestly is to get the football so how many teams make the playoffs this year again seven seven, seven on each side still yeah so chiefs are eight. <laughs> currently the chiefs are eight so now they could right get there. in but really if, but if you get to. a guy like odell Behind? Is Odell even that good anymore? Yeah, but, but but if you get Odell, a guy like Odell behind who you already have, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, and Travis uh, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, and what's the other guy? Harmon, Herman, Nico. I mean, he'd be ahead of him. Yeah, but I'm think. saying but when you time, add that in the mix, everybody double covers. It just depends on is he gonna you know shut up and play football. Even if he's still not as good as what he was, it's still Odell Beckham Jr., and you're going to have to keep him honest, I feel like. Putting him on that team, 
defenders are going to have to keep an eye on him because of what he has done. It's the film and everything when it comes to Odell that if you think that he's washed up now, he's going to come back and show that he's not. I mean, he's or vice versa. you got to keep player. the guy honest. But really, besides a few good seasons and the, the one catch, right? That's Odell Beckham Jr. for his career. Like, he hasn't been that good since he's left the Giants. He's been injury-prone. And I feel like if he didn't have that catch against the Cowboys, people wouldn't look at him as an elite receiver. He's a solid receiver. And, yes, he would help the Chiefs, I think, in terms of giving them another weapon. And he would probably excel there because, you know, like we mentioned, they already have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey that people have to worry about. Adding in him as the third best option on that team would be good. But I I don't know if we're overselling how good Odell Beckham Jr. is at this point in his career because what he contributes on the field doesn't, uh, I guess, equate to what he's going to do off the field, which is probably be a distraction. Yeah. So for a team like Kansas City that's sitting outside the playoffs right now, yes, that would be a good addition for them because they're 5-4. and four. Uh, You know, they need another weapon, it seems like, on offense, and Mahomes has struggled this year. So they need something there to maybe give them a spark, and maybe that would be the the guy that they need. But if things start to go south, is Odell going to keep a positive mindset and be a good part of that locker room? I don't know. But the only person that can tell you that is Odell. Same argument for that with the uh, Green Bay Packers. They already have a lot of off-the-field stuff going on right now, so I don't know if adding a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. who might bring more of that would – help your team out yes they're still having a great season but at the same time with all the other issues that are currently going on for the Packers do you want to add another possible issue yeah exactly I was about to bring that up I mean as we switch topics a little bit here with a couple minutes left in the show we'll switch from Odell now to the Packers as the NFL came out yesterday the NFL's review of the Packers COVID-19 protocols was completed Tuesday league source and the source said that the team was fined $300,000, while Aaron Rodgers and receiver Alan Lazard were each fined $14,650. They were fined for violations of the protocols that were jointly agreed upon by the NFL and the NFL Players Association. And uh, this video, this clip that I'm about to play right now, has made its rounds in the last 20, I would say, little under a day because he went on yesterday in the in the two p or one or two p.m. hour as. Um, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show, Pat McAfee or YouTube.com slash Pat McAfee show. He's talking about, is he going to be able to play? Is there any thought you're not going to play on Sunday at all? No. Uh, I mean, I think there's a possibility, but uh, a small possibility. Was that because of you health-wise, body-wise, or preparation-wise? I just did believe that there's a, you know, a health hurdle that I have to, you know, as far as like uh, movement and sweating and getting into it, making sure that, my body is, uh, you know, especially your heart is, is uh, you know, is fine with uh, physical exertion. Have you tried any of that yet? Have you have you got in your backyard and maybe ran a solo two minute or something? Have you <laughs> tested yourself physically? <laughs> I haven't done that. No. There you go. Pat McAfee show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Pat McAfee show. Aaron Rodgers giving the tips or giving the inside stuff there. And, uh, you know, we could see him. We don't We don't know if we're going to see him. I think there's a big possibility we could see him. I don't know. I'm I think A.J. Hawk Rogers. just gave him something to do. He may be out in his backyard right now. I think he should have been fined more. 
I mean, that's I think that's the set number they came with to find players for breaking the protocol. So like I don't a think to them. unless you what do you want to add it? You want to double it? You gonna double it know. for him? It's, he has the money, no doubt. Exactly, that's the point. No doubt Find about him. it. His whole salary. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for this edition of the sports he has the mix. Money for it. I mean, maybe a game check. Maybe um, a game check. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Police saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon.